Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome to another episode of Role Models, Juicy Conversations with Beautiful Humans. I'm Jennifer Norman, founder of the Human Beauty Movement and your host. This podcast thrives on your support, so if you like what you hear, follow us, rate us, review us, and share this episode with everyone across your networks. So today we're going to talk about courage, the courage to let go of negative thoughts and limiting beliefs so you can prosper beyond your problems. My guest today is RJ Jackson, also known as the Courage Giver. RJ is an international speaker, an executive coach, a breakthrough strategist, and she has lived life to the extremes. I can't wait for her to tell you her story. So buckle up, people, and get ready to be inspired. Welcome, RJ. It is such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for having me. I'm excited about speaking with your audience and learning what it is that they need to get unstuck. Oh, yes, I am excited too. So let us start from the beginning because you have quite a story. You said that death sent you an invitation on a couple of occasions, but you overcame. Can you tell us what happened? Absolutely. You know, there are lots of invitations that we get in life and we have to decide, do I want this one? Am I going to accept this one. You know, today is not a good day for this one. And every time death sent me an invitation, tried to take my life, I said, today's not a good day for this one. And just totally said, no, thank you. And there were several occasions. One, I was on the freeway on my way to do real estate and a car came on the freeway out of control, literally ended up going the wrong direction on the freeway, hitting me head on, knocking my car off the freeway, causing it flip over several times, you would think I would be dead. But I told death, not today. I got plans. One occasion. There's been several occasions as I shared. When I was a child, uh, believe this or not, I was bitten by a dog. And when I arrived at the hospital, they saw me right away and they said one more inch and I would have been dead. (sighs) But once again, no, thank you. I have plans. Plans for a future and a hope. And as we say, ain't nobody got time for that. There was one more time, and this time it's actually recorded in my latest book, which we'll probably talk about later, A Repositioned Journey, I'm Still Standing, where I share my story of being involved in a life-threatening car accident, where in the blink of an eye, my life changed. And Jennifer, I can't really tell you the story because I don't know it. I can only tell you what people told me because I was literally knocked out. I was unconscious for several hours. I suffered a brain injury, ended up in a wheelchair, unable to talk, unable to walk and having to reinvent myself in terms of getting back up. And you know, it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. It really is about how many times you decide to get back up. And that was one more time where I said, nope, sorry, death. I'm getting back up. You can't have me this time either. Well, RJ, you obviously are meant to be here. And not only that, you also have lupus. Is that right? Well, I'm going to say I was diagnosed with lupus. There's a difference. Yes. I went through all the procedures the biopsies, everything. I had all the symptoms and I just decided I didn't have time for that either. It was like no fun waking up, not realizing where you were. Like, and you were in your own house. I didn't like the feeling. And I was like, no, something has to give. And I think it's going to be you, Lupus. So just decided, no, that's not for me either. So went back to the doctor after all the testing and the biopsies. And they're like, "Mm, well, we can't find anything. I'm like, I know, because I don't have time for that. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so now I don't suffer with any of these symptoms. Wow. So obviously your life is a testament to resiliency and getting up after you've been knocked down quite a lot of times in quite severe occasions that you have experienced. And so from that perspective and from all that you have gone through, now you help others to gain their own resiliency and to help them get past perhaps not death-defying situations, perhaps so, but in some cases it could be some sort of a trauma, some sort of a negative some sort of limiting belief. And so I'd like to first start by asking you, how do you define a limiting belief? And what can people do to truly get over a limiting belief? Well, my definition of limiting belief, and I believe that's a great question. So first of all, thank you for asking. My definition of limiting belief is believing anything about yourself that is not the truth of who you were created to be. Mm -hmm. You know, they say, if you believe you can, it's true, you can. If you believe you can't, well, that's true too. Mm -hmm. You can and so you risk a 50-50 chance of succeeding when you believe you can, if only you believe you can. So having that foundation of that belief that knows that you were created to prosper, you were created to win and not deterring from that, not going to the left nor to the right, but keeping your eyes on the prize is what we say when we believe. When we look to the left, the limiting belief comes in. When we look to the right, the limiting belief comes in. And that comes in the form of shame, guilt, doubt, rejection, fear. It shows up mm -hmm. and it doesn't look good on us as women. Mm -hmm. I really don't think it looks doesn't. good on anybody. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Now, sometimes these limiting beliefs, a lot of people will convince themselves that they're not limiting their actual limitations. They might say, I have evidence all around me from even when I was a young person that I couldn't do this or I couldn't do that or I wasn't made for this. I wasn't made for that. What would you say to those people who have been trained and ingrained to have these limiting beliefs? That you can retrain your brain because in our subconscious, which is what we live by, that's what we go by. So if we've experienced a traumatic event, which in reality we all have in some form or fashion, our brain will remember that and we go into survival mode where we won't try to get out of that because we believe that's where we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I would say to this amazing question, you can believe it if you want, but remember this, you get out of life what you put into life. So if that's the conversation you want to have with yourself, then you're right. That's exactly what you're going to get. But you can change your conversation and you can rewire your brain. It's a matter of positioning yourself in the winner's seat because it's empty because you're not sitting there and that's where you belong. Now, are there specific tools or techniques that you employ to help people get into a more positive and more resilient mindset? Yes. And there are different tools. And so what I want to first say to everyone who's listening, find the tool that works for you. You may try one thing and it may not work. That's not in all be all. Find the tool and the coach that works for you, with you, and on your behalf. 
So that's the first thing you want to do. Just because the tool is available, it doesn't mean it's the tool that you use, right? So if you want to unscrew something, there's a hammer there. You don't use the hammer. You use the tool prepared for and measured for that event. So the tools I use first and foremost is we work, Jennifer, from the inside out. And most people live from the outside in. So we do the reverse. We shift your mindset to live your life from the inside out. Because I believe everything we need in order to succeed is already inside of us. I don't believe women are broken. I don't believe men are broken. I don't believe people are broken. I believe we've had some broken experiences, Mm -hmm. but they come to make us better and not bitter. Mm -hmm. They come to mold us and shape us. There are opportunities to learn from. So we start from the inside out with the tools that each individual already has. Mm. And what it takes is for us to recognize that there is this potential and sometimes it just takes a quick unlocking, sometimes not so quick, let's face it, sometimes you have to practice at these things, sometimes it's lifelong practice and journeying, and that's okay, it's all about what your end state of improvement is going to be, but it takes that courage. I was curious to you, is there a difference between courage and bravery? That's a beautiful question, I love that question, thank you for asking. I believe they go hand in hand. And I believe when we look up the definition of courage, we will find that it says courage is being afraid, but going anyhow. So sometimes we say courage is just running into the face of fear, no fear. I don't believe that's true. Mm -hmm. I believe courage is running into the face of fear, afraid. And you have to be brave in order to do that. So they complement one another. It's like an ice cream sundae. You got the ice cream and then you may want some nuts on top or cherry on top. Well, courage is the ice cream and bravery is that cherry on top. It's like that actionable step that you're going to take because you do have the courage. That's nice. So you've written a few books, one of which is A Repositioning Journey, I'm Still Standing. Can you tell us about that book? I can. It is my memoir of the resiliency. I'm Still Standing, A Story of Greatness. And I believe we all have a story of greatness. And I also believe that everything we've gone through is to create who we are really meant to be. And we each have a story to tell. And that's what I did. I put my life story into a book to remind other people, and particularly women. I say women because that's who I'm gifted to work with. But to remind you, you don't have to live where you're dying and you don't have to die where you're living. Earlier, you said, well, what if they believe this is how it is? It doesn't have to stay that way. It might be that way, but think of life in terms of your future self, not how it is. Because I tell you, Jennifer, when I was in that wheelchair, I could have given up all kind of hope. Mm-hmm. I had been used to running marathons, bowling, having fun, traveling the world as a renowned speaker. And now I couldn't even walk. I could have said, this is how it is. But instead I said, this is not how it's going to be forever. And I took the steps and let me help you. Those of you who are thinking I've been taking the steps and it just seemed like I've gotten nowhere. Mm. I get it. I took the steps of what it would take to get back on my feet. Six years in physical therapy so that I could learn to walk again. Mm -hmm. But here's the key. Quitters never win and winners 
never quit. And I believe we were born to win. So I made up in my mind, I don't care how long it's going to take. It is going to happen. And I am not going to quit. And that's what my story is about. Reminding people that quitters never win and winners never quit. There's greatness inside of you. Get out, let's go and do it again. Amazing. You've also written another book called Decisions Women Face and Make. Can you tell us a little bit about that book? Oh, it would be my pleasure. And thank you for asking. So Decisions Women Face and Make is probably one of 12 books that I actually have out. And many of those books are called anthologies where I encourage people to share their story. And so we worked together. There were three of us in this particular anthology. We worked together to tell our story of a decision, a life decision that we had to make that was challenging. It was difficult. It was scary. But we pressed in and we made the decision with courage. We tell our story of making that decision. One woman made a decision to donate a kidney and she shares her story. Another woman made a decision to forgive her parents and she shares her story as well. Everyone has a story and our story is created to share, to remind someone else. As I said earlier, you don't have to die where you're living. Beautiful. Now you also host a community that's called the Cure Circle. What's that about? I love my community because I believe we're created for community. We're created for connection. And unfortunately, we have sometimes this attitude like, I don't need anyone. I can do this by myself. And that is so far from the truth. We need each other to survive. And the Cure Circle is a safe space for women to come together and know that they are not alone. It's an opportunity for them to turn in their shame, their guilt, their fear, their doubts for a designer label of love and acceptance and gratitude. It's an opportunity for them to remember that they matter. And we encourage one another. We get underneath each other and lift each other up and remind each other, we're rooting for you because you're a winner. And so we want to just say, if you want to hang out in the winner circle, that's the cure circle. Is it an online community or do you have gatherings in person as well? Oh, what a great question. It is an online community and we actually do have gatherings in person as well, monthly, and we have gatherings virtually. So we have opportunities to gather on a consistent basis, virtually and in person, because again, that connection is important and that self-care, women taking time out from being the role that they play to being who they are is key for their survival, for their thriving and for their success. Mm, beautiful. Now I have some statements that I would love for you to finish the sentences on. Oh boy, that's so <laughs> Tell me, RJ, beauty is... Beauty is from the inside out. Amen on that. You are speaking my language, girl. <laughs> it's great to be human because... Because we have feelings and emotions that animals do not to share and give to one another. Mm, nice. The thing I love most about me is... That I am authentically me. No apology <laughs> needed. <laughs> I have the most fun when I am serving other people. Oh, beautiful. The world needs more of Jennifer's in the world. <laughs> oh, gosh, one's enough of that, but thank you. <laughs> and we, we are our best when we are true to who we are. 
That is so true. Ladies and gentlemen, this is RJ Jackson, the courage giver. I'll put all of her information in the show notes so that you can find her. Definitely pick up her books. Definitely take a look at the cure circle so that you can see if this is a community that's right for you to build support and connection, get together with like-minded women and see about gaining some more courage in your life to get to that next level of your potential. RJ, thank you so much for being a role model. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for paving the way. Mm-hmm.